hope I do a good job on this. I apologize for being short of breath. I ate too much food and now I feel like I cannot breathe. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm trying to drink some tea right now to help me to adjust or digest. <laughs> to help me adjust to society. Anyways, I read this book, you guys. It's called We Can Save Us All. It is by Adam... I'm going to choose how to say this. Nemet. And here is my take. I need to stop, first of all, choosing books by their covers. Because... The last couple books that I read were, like, not good, but they had really good covers. Like, the covers were super cute and enticing, honestly. They tricked me. So, it worked. Newsflash, it worked. Anyways, this book um, is set in the future, in the close future in the year 2021. Basically, it's about, like, it starts out as this group of four guys at Princeton University. And they get kicked out for various reasons of housing on campus. And they start their own, like, vigilante-type group. And the weather, the weather is getting worse quickly in the future, so... We need to really prepare for that, TBH. Because we already know that's happening, and it already is. And we are, we're dragging our feet a little bit. To say the freaking least. So, the main character's name is David. And he gets kicked out of his on-campus housing. And he gets, like, an invitation to live at this off-campus place. It's, like... They don't want you to call it a house. It's more than that. It's called the egg, which is like a live a dwelling where like him and like three other like very nerdy weird guys live and they work on their projects about different shit. They all used to go to Princeton or have some connection to that school. So Basically, we learn that the main character, okay, this is like the love story of this book, which you can already guess that I'm going to say it sucks. I know I always say that, but a lot of the times it sucks. So the main character has a crush on this girl who used to like deal drugs. This book is very druggy too. It has a lot of drug talk. And he used to have a crush on this girl. He used to sell drugs on campus. And then, basically, she got raped at a party. And he saw that happen. And he didn't do anything. And he knew the person that did it. And it was, I guess, one of his old roommates. I was a little unclear, but... I wasn't paying that much attention. 
And yeah, so he has a crush on this girl. More about that later, I guess. Anyway, so a huge snowstorm comes. They're stuck inside the egg. But they have a lot of supplies. There's like, uh, they don't go outside for 11 days because everybody's super snowed in. The government is not doing anything to help. The EPA is not doing anything. So finally, they have this weird concept to like make themselves into superheroes. Like, we're all going to have secret identities, be superheroes, and have fucking costumes for that and different names i don't know if i said that already so yeah obviously this guy was obsessed with superheroes and there's a lot of talk about superheroes in the superhero (laughs) in the book which is annoying because it's like not relatable um i'm looking for relatable content only so people are dying in the snowstorm there's no government assistance Okay, so the four guys who want to be superheroes, they go out and decide to save the town, the little suburb they live in, in, like, Princeton. Can you hear me itching myself? You like that? (laughs) Sorry. I'm so crazy. So they... Also, the main character, David, has, like, a damsel in distress complex. Which shows that the author has a damsel in distress complex, complex, which is creepy. He, like, goes into this flashback sequence, like, multiple times about how when he was a kid, a girl that he had a crush on when he was, like, four years old got leukemia. And he thought about her all the time and he donated money to say, to stop leukemia and he got obsessed with that concept of how to, like, save this girl from leukemia to me that rings un implausible or like untrue because who even knows what leukemia is when you're that age like and kids are super selfish all their attention is on their self i don't really think that is realistic but we have to go with it So we go with it. Basically, he likes saving. He likes seeing women helpless and likes saving them. But he always freezes at the wrong moment. Like, the, what, yeah. So, there's also a scientific theory going on in this book that time is speeding up. Like, time is going faster and faster. And, like, a minute is not 60 seconds anymore. Minutes and increments of time keep getting slower and this is obvious because time is an illusion they say that I think exact phrase in this book so at least we are on the same page with that I guess a very popular prescription drug comes out that you know starts I don't really get what the effects of it are but basically, everybody is the most popular drug ever, prescription drug ever, and it's flying off the shelves, and everybody is taking it, and it makes them feel better about um, the apocalypse, I guess. So, basically, they go out after this snowstorm. I know, I took a very long detour. And they save a bunch of people from the houses. They get They become local heroes. So then, 
they start like recruiting students on the campus of Princeton to join their it is called USV I believe the organization and it's some it, I think it stands for unnamed super vigilantes or something like that something stupid and lame and nerdy so they get these kids on campus to take these drugs they get the kids to take the drugs and then the kids burn all their possessions and they burn their phones and money and clothing a lot of stuff because they know the apocalypse is coming they're ready for that shit um so the main character and his crush like have a sex scene like during this is very terrible Please point me to a well-written sex scene because I have yet to see it. Oh, so then also, so basically there's this guy. He's like the leader of this kind of type thing. He's not the main character. He's like a weird guy who likes to be purple all the time, likes to wear purple stuff and paint himself purple and do that. He's like the leader of this organization, which basically, let's think of it as a cult because it starts becoming more culty. Um, so the main character's crush um basically fucks him and then fucks the leader of the cult and they both know about this everybody knows like no secrets are being kept but the main character david his feelings are very hurt but not so much that he really gets mad at this girl he kind of just like still is deeply in love with her and i really see no reasons for him to love her no evidence through the whole book she seems so mean and terrible at one point he says he like confesses his love to her whatever he says i love you and she responds by saying you're my bitch so that's the type of you know shit that is going on and honestly i do not stand i do not stand i um I would love, you know, a healthier relationship. So basically, there's a lot of... This book, like, kind of takes a turn where there's a lot of um, orgies happening after, like... It was like, man, did you run out of material or something? Like, I don't know. They have a lot of orgies. Everybody's fucking each other. Um, If you like scenes about people getting their dick sucked, there's, like, a couple of that. Mmm... Okay, they keep um, doing this shit. The cult gets crazier and crazier. There's natural disasters everywhere, flooding everywhere. Newscasters are signing off. Like, this is the big one. It's a superstorm that's, you know, there. Um, the girl, the crush, the love interest gets pregnant. She doesn't know why, by whom, obviously. Um, no one is using a condom in the end of the world. They the cult decides to the cult has grown super big and they decide to like hide out in the hockey arena of the university to wait out this superstorm so then there's like honestly the plot was falling apart all over the place there was a lot of loose ends in my opinion it was very sloppy so basically the cult leader decides that David, the main character, the number two in command, the, like, behind-the-scenes of the cult guy, needs to die. So, this night, they're doing, like, a ritual. They're, they were 
planning to do a mass suicide because the world is ending anyways. Everybody's dying. And as they're doing that, they decide to light David on fire and drown him or something at the same time. Again, like, was really lost in the details. He, somebody else dies. Their dead body floats up to the surface of this, like, pool that's inside the hockey arena. He pretends that him, that is him. Somehow he escapes, even though there's, like, a thousands of people around and, like, looking at him. It's at nighttime, I guess, so maybe it is dark. There's no power, but they have candles. And they just, like, invented a bunch of shit, like, that you can crank and make power. That you can crank and make power. Damn. Imagine 1,000 people cranking that soldier boy to power the entire town of Redford, Michigan. <laughs> okay, so he, everybody thinks he's dead, I guess. He climbs up the steps all the way to the top of the hockey arena to, like, the fucking catwalk. Those of us who worked in theater know what I'm talking about. So <laughs> he climbs on the catwalk and they're doing a countdown from 10 about when they're going to drink this like Kool-Aid basically or like spiked Kool-Aid or whatever. And as they're counting down from 10, he like on like, they're like 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2. And on two or on one, he jumps from the catwalk on the ceiling and um, like slams his feet, like jumps like, stomps on the head of the cult leader from above, like, um, just throws his, like, full weight onto him. So he kills him, he smashes his skull, and ki the witch kills him. Then we fast forward in time to David, the guy who smashed the leader's skull, being in the hospital, him doing that skull smash, um, broke his back, and he got paralyzed from the legs down. But it's a positive happy ending because his little girlfriend is in the same hospital giving birth to a baby who has no idea who his father is. And he gets happy like, oh, my, the girl I love have gave birth and it's the apocalypse and I'm paralyzed from the waist down. Um, and also like, why are you happy for this girl? She treated you so badly. She was gonna, she let the cult leader kill you, bro. In her mind, in everyone's mind. She does not give a fuck about you. <laughs> she is manipulating you. Anyways. One chocolate out of five. The shit do not make sense. And yeah. So. I'm going to try to read another book. I hope I can. I need, I need to get some more recommendations or something because my latest strategy did not work. Okay, anyways, bye.